You Talk podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's Word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. <laughs> what are you two doing over there? Stop enjoying. What is this called when you're on your throat it's when a, you're like, oh, uh, vibrato? Uh, Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, We're a bunch of weirdos today. Hi. It's been a while. It's, it's been gerbs. a while since it's Paul and the Gerbs. <laughs> been a while since the Gerbses have been on. Feels like a while. Well, yeah, we weren't on last week because uh, BBS. Yep, and we weren't, and you guys weren't on because uh, vacation. Yep, mm-hmm. and but we were. Yep, we were on. Yep. We had special guests who were Hewer Hoyer. Oh, yep, Hewer. would be Hewer. Hewer as it looks <laughs> on the were on the letterage Hewer. Huey Hewer and Rathke. Rathke. As our my um, <laughs> so my proxy um, no. my my vehicle um, vehicle when I like I have voice commands and it actually goes through the vehicle not through the phone so like the the vehicle downloads my and it's got a little lady that talks to it and so like um, what lady that talks to it so like if I say call Stacy Gerber she'll respond with like calling Stacy Gerber um, but with Rathke um, it's it's calling Greg Rath um, no e and, and no no e and then calling Dan Hoor. <laughs> No, not hewer. Hoor. Like, so yeah. I, like I wonder what Julie... M- oh, pump, yeah, what calling Julie pump sheets. You have a friend, Stacy has a friend whose last name is basically magician, but said like magician. Yes, spell it. S-D-Y-N. Yeah. There's one vowel. Magician. I don't know what it says. I don't remember. But Siri has a hard time. Julie, we'll call you on our way home. Yep. You know, what's funny is that I have, of course, I have the British voice for my Siri. So every time it reads something to me and it says schedule, it says schedule. Yeah. Schedule. schedule. <laughs> today, today on your schedule, you have... It's like a personal assistant. It is. Well, I, I, as I said before, when I was doing my schoolwork and all that, I would have Siri read back my papers because mm-hmm. I could audibly hear what I'm... And I could hear punctuation. I could hear how I was phrasing it. But it sounded so much better because <laughs> it was read by a British voice. Nice. So therefore, if you ever want to sound smart, just have your stuff you write read by a British because you'll make your email sound like, man, I'm really intelligent. And then read later and go, man, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing that changed was the accent. The accent? The accent. Yeah. We were talking about accents today. At work? Yeah. But it was it had to do with Southern versus mm. New England. <laughs> my, my fly fishing instructor this weekend was from Texas. Mm. He kept calling me ma'am. Like, you're younger than me, son. Just don't call me ma'am. <laughs> I like how you just snuck lady. that in there. My fly fishing I know, guide. I fly fishing this weekend. Did you do this whole thing? Oh, that's that's like advanced technique. Oh. So it's not like the back and forth. Oh, back and forth. Well, so what did you do? Explain to the people who are not so you watching. Hold your pole back. You gotta, you gotta remember. Most people, a lot of people, are gonna listen to this. one side, and then you spot where you want to throw it. You don't want to be right in the middle of the current. You want to be close because that's where the trout are swimming upstream. But you want to flick your wrist and smack it over. Smack <laughs> it in the head. 
<laughs> I smack you. Smack your, smack your um, line down. And then the bobber kind of slowly floats. You're supposed to, as soon as you see any movement on the bobber, like you have to set so, your hook. I was really out. bad at that. Set your hook. So did you catch any salmon? Um, I caught trout. How many trout did you catch? You only showed me one picture. I caught three. You caught three? I had several more that I couldn't quite set the hook fast enough, so they got away. There was another one that I, I had, but when I set my hook, I set it like backwards instead of to the side. So I oh. set it and it came out of the water and nearly smacked me in the face. <laughs> and I shrieked and I dropped everything and the fish got away. So that was my fly fishing experience. <laughs> this <laughs> my is, this my is angler Colorado. just laughed at me. This was in Estes Park. Yep. Estes Park. Estes Park. Yep. I went to Estes Park once. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's I been a been long time a long since I've been to Estes Park. Uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. Or maybe. Yeah. So we, uh, Lori and I went out there for the Red Sox game, game four for the World Series against the Rockies. Oh, in Denver. And uh, it was, and, that's, and they won the game four and uh, four games. So therefore, it was the last game. We were planning on going to game five if there was going to be a game five, but mm-hmm. there wasn't. And so the next day, we we're like, hey, let's go up to Estes Park. We've never been there before mm-hmm. in October. And oh, we went up there and there was elk walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And nobody's there because it's like the end of their tourist season. So the stores were open, kind of. And you walk in and look at you like, why are you doing here? <laughs> are you tourists? <laughs> why are you here? So my the instructor said their season is, like I don't think all of May, but May through October, he works seven days a week and he gets to work at 5 a.m. And we were his last one at 6 p.m. We were done. So that's like that's, his that's whole, a long like, time. all through October. I don't feel like Maybe that's good Sabbath October. rest. October. Well, October. Yeah. He said the rest of the year is good for friends. So. Yeah, but May to October is longer than my tax season. So yeah. that's pretty. Yeah. Pretty, seven yeah. days a week. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. But that's the tourist season. And you got, he said to make a living, you have to, if he didn't work that much, he wouldn't be able to and that's pay Estes, the bills. That's that was Estes. 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 <laughs> no, so we couldn't go. Like we drove up as far as we could in the mountains, but then they had a certain part that they shut down. Mm-hmm. Even at that point, it wasn't. It was snowy. And it wasn't yet. At least at least when we went up there, because it was nice out. The interesting part about that whole deal is that we got a, um, you know, motel several miles outside of Denver mm-hmm. and all the people there are all for the game. And mm-hmm. we, we met these couple that were Red Sox fans. They're like, hey, well, just dr- we, we were going to get a taxi in or something. And we're like, they're like, oh, well, just come with us. We'll, we'll drive you in. And then Lori like, oh, fine, it's fine. We can get a taxi home, whatever. This is before Uber. <laughs> and um, we get into town and we, we say bye to the couple and everything and we go off. And so after the game, we're, we're celebrating with all the other Red Sox fans because all Colorado fans went away. <laughs> and uh, and everybody's like, hey, we're going down to this bar. bar, the uh, bar. But that the bar. Uh, that's owned. The, the the sister bar is owned by the guy in, that lives in Boston. So we're going down to this bar. And we walk in and we're getting drinks. We go up to the, the, the roof. And there and behold is that couple that we came in. <laughs> and nice. they're like, hey, we're going, hey. Home. We're going up to. And so we, I just remember that because Seinfeld was on when I walked in. It was on the screen. And I went, oh, Seinfeld. Hey. And so, um, yeah, we ended up just going home with the same couple that there you go. weren't going home. I mean, we we're yeah. going back to the hotel. Yeah. And uh, it was it was pretty funny because we're like, we never thought we'd see them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey. <laughs> we know you. <laughs> that was my, uh, and then the next day we drove to Estes Park. Yeah. And get hit by an elk. No, just kidding. We ate an elk. You ate oh. an elk? Yeah, we had an elk burger. How did it taste? Uh, elky. Elky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I go to the mountains, I don't breathe. Um, so, well, you're, you're not in the right mountains. <laughs> Oh. Anything with it, yeah. Well, okay. So I grew up in that. New England. New England has the White Mountains, the Green Mountains in Vermont. We, you know, they have um, a Appalachian Trail that goes all the way. Yeah. But the tallest mountain in New Hampshire is like what sixty-two thousand feet or something. Yeah, when I, you're right. When I go to the mountains, Stacy's like, let's go to Breckenridge. <laughs> Ninety-six hundred. Ah. Well, you guys start off already a mile high, and it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. we're already, you know, we're starting at sea level. Imagine that. Okay. And so sixty-two. I mean, there are older mountains out in Appalachians, but you got it's yeah, taller out. But you're, you're okay start- in Denver. You do okay. Yeah, 
I'm fine in Denver. We were one seat below the Ohio Mile because they had that purple line that goes around. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were one seat, one row below that. Below that. That's the seat. Oh, of course, Not we were quite a mile. We weren't white nosebleeds, but we were, yeah. we were getting nosebleeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but the the beauty of the mountains is they're just so monumental. 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 They're majestic and awesome and grand. Wow. Transition. <laughs> do, 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 do. I really Good wish job. I had a transition like sound. transition. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna clip that out. <laughs> transition. Ah. <laughs> Smooth. So, Stacy, you weren't in church on Sunday. I was not. What did we talk about? Monuments. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, you were. Things. You were on your. You were in Colorado for. Colorado. It was a women's retreat. Um. The the goal of the treat was to take space and to take time. Take up space. To take space from life, the busy pace of life, to create space for time with God. So we we did some things, but we also had a lot of quiet, a lot of yeah, time for prayer and rest and contemplation. So. Did it sound like this? No, it sounded like we were. Our cabin was right outside the river, which was like rushing. I should, if I could pull up video, but I don't know that it would work. So really, it sounded like water crash. Was the sound? If Lacey of it. were here, she would yes, have a Lacey great soundtrack for that. I can't do it. It's fine. It was a very loud river. Probably make us have to pee or something. <laughs> So yeah. Um, and so anyway, so what what, what what was the what was the being? I mean, your reaction to this? I mean, you went to this specifically mm-hmm. for that, or you had this plan and didn't know what it was going to be? Um, I knew that it was a retreat for space. I didn't know the details of all we were going to do. Um, we knew where to come. We knew the goal of the ministry, but we didn't know the details of the weekend. So it kind of surprised us with it. Part of that too was intentional and distrust. We'll take care of you. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> There's the water rushing here you go <laughs> kind of like that go. but louder <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that was gonna happen but sponsored sounds nature sounds yeah, that's great go away go. <laughs> How do you s- <laughs> what is going on Stop. <laughs> that failed apparently i can't have just water <laughs> So, okay. So was that monumental in your life? I think it will be. Yeah. It was very impactful. It was necessary. Um, I just had been feeling very overwhelmed by life and things lately. And it's hard for me to really get away. And even when, help me reexamine my rest too. What do I do when I feel like I'm really tired? Um, What do I do and does it really help? And the things that I'd been doing weren't actually very restful. So um, help me reexamine. Now I do feel rested and refreshed. So how can I build that into our everyday life? So one of my favorite things that I think we could probably implement at home, at least myself, but I think the kids might like it too, was um, it's called Lectio, what did I call it? Lectio Divina? Yeah. Yeah. Divine Lectionary. Which is divine, like reading. divine reading. So it was... Oh, this sound kind of <laughs> makes me want to pee, but... <laughs> That's more like it, yeah. Okay, so I'll just Just leave this on the whole time. So just relax by the river. So one morning they had set up uh, yoga mats and they had us lay down and close our eyes. And um, one of the leaders led us through some breathing exercises. And then she put on some background, like like when you get a massage or you go to yoga and they have that background music. Um, And then she just read a couple portions. Most of it was from Job, very slowly. And then you can meditate on God's word, focus on your breathing. It was just so relaxing. And a couple phrases then stuck out to me throughout the day that I kind of meditated on and just a good way to start the day like I felt like I was centered like I was calm focused on God's word prepared me for the day so I think that's something that I want to try and do more regularly with water with the water in the back (laughs) (laughs) they actually had to close the windows because the water was so loud (laughs) yes it was distracting you're like listen to this word God 
Oh, man. So I was glad that it's been warm here because I saw this water rushing down the Big Thompson River and realizing that that's what goes into the Platte River and that that's what caused all of our flooding issues a few years ago. And so that's what you brought up in your head <laughs> when you were there trying to relax. Oh, yeah. Well, not at that point, but yes, at one point. Yeah. What a weird like, thing. This is where, <laughs> but that's where all the water came from. And I didn't realize that at first. So, so because this... we had ice on our river, all that water rushing in, I keep putting my hand here. And yeah. <laughs> I'm, just... your face. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, that's what all that extra water came in when our river was still well, ice. I was there. And, yeah, but that's where it came it from. It didn't sound like, like I, this, though. No, it nope. was like breaking ice, cracking. <laughs> and, yep. huh. Yeah. So do you feel... New woman. <laughs> centered. <laughs> But you're you're a big you're a big mountain. Goer. Yes, I love the mountains. And part of um, they wanted us. They had different things that could help us remember and recall. Like this is your rest. Let's have some things like monuments. And they actually talked about the same scriptures that you read this weekend um, about we establishing those. We actually talked those. ahead of time. You'll probably yeah, said. Like, I'm going to talk what about I'm this. Tell on. my Make wife. Make sure my wife hears it. Yeah. <laughs> but talked about what are some things we can establish as monuments in our lives that help us recall and remember these times with God. That we can remember the mountaintop experiences literally in figuratively so they had these um different sizes of quartz cut out i don't know if you can see it but i chose Here, one i chose one that kind of looked like a mountain reminded me of a mountain so that i can set it on my dresser and look at it and remember my time it's gonna be pretty and i showed bennett today and his eyes got bennett loves rocks he's like that rock's amazing Mom. this is my rock please do not take my rock so It'll this take was, it with I mean, him to school, perfect. just leave it in his backpack. I know, but it just will yeah. remind me now of my time there and what I learned and remembered and how I felt. And huh. Monument. And the way, so the way that you feel, I think, is one of the specific, the, like looking back in that reminder of the way you felt. Um, I've been, so we went, Stacy and I went on vacation. We we went down to Mexico um, with our family, um, with Stacy's family. And um, that morning I was like, oh, I need a book because I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be on my phone. I was just going to show it off uh, and I I wanted a book and so I ran to my office because I'd just taken the book that I wanted to read I'd just taken it back to my office couldn't find it I was annoyed um, so I was looking around and there was another book that I bought that was further down on my list um, I mean it was close it was getting there but I needed to I wanted to finish this other book first but I'm like whatever I'll grab this book um, and it's called The Other Half of the Church uh, by Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks uh, it's a, a book that uh, one of my leadership classes um, has recommended um, and so I was looking at it. It's basically, it's the subtitle is Christian Community, Brain Science, and Overcoming Spiritual Stagnation. So it's it's using brain science to talk about discipleship. Um, and so it's it's a very slow read because, I mean, it's not, it's not dense, process. but it takes a lot to process it. But one of the big things it talks about is that um, the right side of our brain um, thinks and reacts faster than the left side of our brain. The left side of our brain is that cognitive, analytical side of the brain. And so um, everything goes through the right side of the brain and then back, you know, around the right side of the brain through the back around through the left side of the brain. But the, the right side of the brain fires faster. Um, it's your natural reaction stuff. Um, and so in in discipleship, when we talk about like, uh, if we just do it as if, you know, if you knew more, um, if you understood the Bible better, if you understood the Ten Commandments better, that would change your behavior. Um, the problem is it's not that that's a left side brain activity. 
and and, and the left side of the um, thinking through morality, like thinking through, oh, the Bible says I shouldn't do this, so I'm not going to do it. That's a left side, the, the, that cognitive process. Right side is more um, instinctual, uh, it's more relational, but it happens faster. Um, and so um, that feeling that you're talking about. So, so I was reading through some of that today, especially talking about joy and increasing our capacity for joy. Um, and and they were talking about nonverbal gratitude. Um, and so like one of the one of the exercises to increase joy capacity, um, increase your ability to have joy even in hard times, um, is to go back to these mountaintop type experiences and just spend five minutes a day um, just thinking back to those, um, imagining that you were there, and then asking yourself two questions. Um, and those two questions are, what did you feel in your body? Right? Was it maybe peace or a lightness? You know, it doesn't matter about you know, what did you feel and what might God be communicating to you through that memory or through that peace that you feel. Um, and so, um, but but if those, if we have those monuments, if we have those things that we can see at and are immediately transplanted back to a place of peace or immediately transplanted back to a place of excitement or a thrill or whatever that is, um, as we see those, those automatically build nonverbal gratitude in us. I don't have to say, oh God, thank you for this. I can just see it and automatically be transported back to that and re-experience it, ex re it and then ultimately grow my sense of peace and joy because I'm re-experiencing something that God took me through or God allowed for me to happen that, that was this mountaintop experience. Um, that's what those monuments can do is as we see them automatically, we don't have to, we don't have to think about them. It causes something to happen in us. And that's, that's a right brain activity that that happens. And so the, I mean, I am a third of the way in through the book. So I got a lot more work to do, a lot more reading to do. Um, but even just, just considering how we can use, and they're not saying only feeling, right? It's not, don't go to the other side where all we do is it's all feeling, um, but, but to increase joy. And then the next, you know, I'm next chapter is about chesed. It's a Hebrew word. Just like to say it like that, just for your joy, Paul. Thanks. Yep. Um, but to be able to um, just grow in these different areas, because they're, their main premise is that as Christians, a lot of times we're trying to grow fruit in depleted soil. So soil that's not filled with joy or peace or hesed or love, um, but it's it's soil that's kind of going through the motions. So how do we replenish our soil so that the fruit can grow? Um, and so I just got through joy and I thought it was really interesting as I was reading through that today, this conversation about the nonverbal gratitude and the, the connection with the monuments that um, we don't have to like write it down. We can just see, you can look at that rock and automatically be transported back to that moment which is good mm -hmm. <laughs> so so what are you've got your rock. rock what are paul what are some of those big moments well okay so <clears throat> i was listening to these because i I've, I've hiked on many mountains i've told the story of on when i went on the appalachian trail i've talked mm -hmm. about that one moment when i was sitting at the after you know after being on there for a week and a half going to this one part with the crystal clear lake that looked oh, yeah. like a mirror and having that one moment of peace for like five <laughs> milliseconds of but I, I don't find that the visual representation is what brings me to that point I it, it is a very much a musical based mm -hmm. and the, the monuments could be the music that was there at the time or or and and, and yes and sometimes it's not Christian music but 
sometimes <laughs> just stuff. That, I know. Imagine that. I know. Yeah. Um, but just stuff that at that moment was. And then, of course, um, I because the olfactory sense that you know the sense, the smell, the olfactory sense mm-hmm. is actually hardwired into your memory center of your brain. It's like the only sense that's actually hardwired there. Yep. That smell actually brings back memories instantaneously versus other things. Yep. And um, and so sometimes that kind of like, like, you know, that whiff of whatever will bring back memories like that. I don't know if I have anything that I sit there and hold and go, I remember this. Of course, you sit there and you look at wedding bands mm-hmm. and you look at, you know, maybe wedding album, those kind of things and think of those days, you know, when you when you married your wife and you had that. Um, but we're talking specifically about moments with God. Well, not, nece- not necessarily because the God was present in your wedding, right? Like I would, and, one, one would hope. And, and, <laughs> and so it doesn't have to be like, oh, I had this, you know, Thin Spaces is a book that this your program um, that, that I've read and it's about these places where God and and life kind of collide, where where there's a thin um, barrier between us and God is is kind of how they talk about it. Um, and so it's not like oh this had this was a holy moment and it was just me and God. Um, but but really it's that question of how do we um, how do we see God at work in these spots? And one I, I like this quote from from a different book called Joyful Journey that says when we keep practicing gratitude, you know, whether that's verbal or nonverbal, but when we keep practicing gratitude with God, our brain remembers what our connection with him was like, making it easier for us to find our way back to him. Gratitude is the first step in building joy into our lives and helps us experience a more consistent attachment to God. Um, And so like a wedding, um, as you can look back on that and even be transplanted back to that day and and feel what you felt, um, still remembering God's presence and his, you know, the only reason you met your wife was because God closed other doors and sent you to Kansas and right like so all these all these things played out to get you to that day that God was very obviously in charge of Um, and so being able to even go back to a wedding day but have gratitude to God for that that's what then at least according to this builds joy and builds that that joy container joy tank that we can go back to in those times of struggle well because I keep on going back to the the music part of this Mm -hmm. all because I keep on thinking of the soundtrack of your life kind of mentality yeah but but when I was on the Appalachian Trail that during that time I was I had one and this is how old I am I had one cassette tape yeah and a Walkman it was a Walkman yes <laughs> and it was the Beatles Abbey Road album it was the only album that I had during that trip and I probably listened to that album 60 billion times mm-hmm. um, and so I can't not think of that time whenever that album or a song from that album comes on I can yeah. even I can even get to a point that like this specific song there was a specific moment in that hype yeah. that song was on and I'm like wow look at that you know and some people will be like well you should have had headphones off so you can enjoy nature yeah I was listening to the Beatles you know I was 16 <laughs> yeah. and I didn't know but um, but I will I will say that it, it that that itself brings me to that mm-hmm. as I'm looking at mountains and I'm hiking and outdoors and because you know I, I think there's a lot of times that we get to this mentality it's like oh only time anybody talks about being close to God is when they're in a mountain or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like well no I mean I, I could be walking down the road and just have yeah. and to me it's like I could have this aha moment when I listen to certain songs or certain things and go wow yeah. you know there's there have been times that I've hated the song and then I've had one of those moments and suddenly that song now means something yeah. you know and then I'm like I actually like this song and they're like why do you like the song I don't know because of this part right and here it was associated yeah and, and I know that I'm I'm very musical but there there are times that I hate the whole song except for the one part <laughs> in the middle of the bridge
package that, yeah. that completely mm-hmm. does something amazing and, and it's like oh and that was just like bam yeah and then actually you know i like the whole song yeah so um i'm just saying all that because it's it, it's one of those things that i could be anywhere we're talking about monuments mm-hmm. seeing a rock and going oh look at the magnificence that's like i hear the tonal part of the harmony and how god created harmony and, and melody and all these things because to me music is there's so many intricacies of just tones and and of course these musicians working together to create these different harmonies and, and instruments and different timbres that creates this canvas of audio bliss and you sit there and go that's amazing and it, regardless of what type of music you like there's a certain reason why you like that music you know um, I can't stand listening to country music some people can Casey that's not <laughs> you know um, but there is a reason why Casey listens to that and, and what that creates in the timbre and the tones but I can I can sit there and go listen to that harmony and listen to that and there's like oh I'm not a huge barbershop quartet guy but man when those guys sing oh yeah it's amazing yeah I don't want to listen to it all day yeah. <laughs> but you can appreciate it for yeah what it is. yeah mm-hmm. but I, I I'm also I also look at music as if this is a gift from God the way that this is created and the fact that we can take that and and, and just cr- create yeah. stuff yeah. you know endlessly really endlessly unless you're in the music industry today then you do the same thing over and over again yeah but yes, especially the Christian music the box. well don't get me going on Christian. <laughs> so anyways yeah I um I was just thinking of, of that because I was I was thinking that these moments are not just when you're walking through a mountain right. or you have right. a stream yeah. going. Um, yeah. Now that you say that, I actually when I when we moved up to Fremont, Anthony came early to unload. I think I told you that's the time. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, but you came early to un with the truck to unload yes. at the house, and I came later with Bennett. And the whole drive here, I was just like this anxious mess. Like we're moving. I have this tiny baby with me. I know this is where you're taking us, God, but I'm mm, kind of mad right now. <laughs> you disrupted my whole life. Um, and there's a succession of songs on the radio that each one was like this buildup of like, I know that God is with me right now. And the lyrics in this song right now are like exactly what I needed to hear to give me peace to move forward. And by the time I made it to Fremont, I was like, okay, I feel more settled. I know that God is here. I know this is where he mm-hmm. wants me. But I like, I had to then <clears throat> sit and write them all, the names of the songs down yeah. so that I could remember that succession. Now, when you hear those songs now. And now when I hear them, I'm like, this is one of them that was. Yeah, yeah. that's what yep. I was talking about. You, yeah. you, you sit there and you go, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I've none of that. Like, not at all. <laughs> You're not um, a music guy. I, I'm not a music guy. Like, honestly, Paul, as you were talking about going on, you know, walking and listening to that one cassette, I'm thinking of me um, when we were in Lincoln and you were working and I was preparing to take classes. I was preparing to go to seminary and I had to pass these entrance exams to get into seminary. And I still remember, I, I can tell you where I was when I was listening to the, um, the conversation on communion from the seminary professor or the conversation like like basically a podcast basically a podcast but it was a class like he was teaching a class the um and it was on their itunes U page um but yeah like i music that doesn't do like i don't connect anything really with music other than some um musicals that i was in like those are the only that's the only music that i connect with but um but that's just i'm i'm wired very differently um and that's okay everybody's different yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 i that's what that's actually the bigger point i'm trying to make yeah is that because i do feel like every time we talk about god it's like oh well if you're not in a mountain breathing in the air right right 
know, it's just like, well, only gods in the mountain. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, there. there's there's a reason that we call it the mountaintop experience. Um, Jesus had himself had mountaintop experiences. Moses had mountaintop experiences. Correct. Um, but that's like um, the the beauty of monuments in the way that kind of we're using that is they can actually transport you back to those. And again, it doesn't have to be in a mountaintop, but they can trans you transfer you back to those places so that you can feel it, not just speak, talk about it, but actually feel like you're there again and be grateful to God for that time, yeah. for what he was doing in that time. Somebody this weekend said she was asked, she's a musician, and she was asked to come play some hymns for a woman who was dying in the hospital. And she says now every time she hears like the beep of the machines in the hospital, she's transported to that room. She said that moment for her, like she just felt God's presence in the hospital room with this dying woman. And mm. every time she hears the beep, she, is, she remembers that God was with her in that moment. So it's just like, that doesn't seem like a mountaintop experience being with somebody dying in the hospital. But for her, that is a very vivid reminder of God's presence in her life. So it can be something like that. Maybe it's... Well, yeah, and yeah, because I, I, God's presence in your life, when you feel that, mm-hmm. sometimes it is when you're in the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, as you were saying, you were driving, you were, you were anxious, you're sitting there going, my whole life is changing. I'm about mm-hmm. to, yeah. I just have this new baby. <laughs> what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And then God was like, hey, by the way, I'm with you. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. yes, you big yeah. jerk. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't. It can be. I mean, you could be sitting somewhere eating pizza. Like it doesn't matter where. But but you know, you're sitting somewhere eating pizza. And now, anytime you order that pizza, you're taken back to that moment, that one moment, or whatever. Like um. Well, so so those are again. Well, me, and, and, and then I, and I'm going to put myself out there. This is very. This is so. There are times in certain movies that a character will portray characteristic that I that I look at as, as a godly characteristic mm-hmm. either a sacrifice or if it's some sort of you know what I mean in those moments in those movies and usually you could probably name them that actually gets me like teared up because you see these things like you know this actor this adult pretender I'm sorry did I say that line? Um, <laughs> on screen portraying this this thing that you sit there going but that right. is this what this it's character is doing that. is what you know God how he would right. treat us or how this yeah. would be you know what I mean yeah and I know I know I think about it too much when I but there there are times in the movie that I'm sitting there and I'm like, ah, that that <laughs> is a visualization of that love or that yeah. sacrifice or you know, yeah. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but I'm such a nerd. <laughs> you like do that? Yeah. Too. Well, I do that too. My kids are like, why are you crying again? I'm like, just just leave me alone. There's yeah. just more to it than that. Yeah. <laughs> just just go with it. But I just like going back to again whatever it is, but just that whatever you can think back to is what you're great for. Especially if you can start making a list of those things and just give them, you know just simple titles that for you take you back to that place but like as I was as I was reading through this and I was thinking through it the very the, the first thing that that popped in my head and stuck in there um was we was right after covid started um here in Nebraska um I remember we were out at the lake um and then I spent all afternoon on the phone uh, and the next morning I'm sure I didn't sleep well that night I don't remember but the next morning I was up early before everybody else by myself I went outside and it was just the calmest morning in terms of uh, wind. Like the lake was like glass, and the sunrise, I like that moment. the the sun came up, and it just was like okay, that was for me. You're you know you were driving for me. It was the I'm still here. I, I'm I still got gotcha. you. We're still I'm still in control. 
um, this is God speaking, not me, by the way, um, God, God saying that to me. And it just was like, that's the moment that I have, like, when I think of all of them, that's the one that gives me the most, because, because we had no idea. I mean, we had no idea what was, what was going to come these next, those next two years. Um, but it was two weeks. It was, yeah, it was two weeks to, <laughs> to flatten the you curve. Stacy, you're taking an extra week for spring break. And I think I flipped out on you. Uh, yeah. Another week, two weeks of spring break. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Cause I had no idea what's going on. And of course at that point we were sitting there going, oh, well I'll make a couple videos. Yeah. <laughs> so we recorded these songs all together and like yeah. a live thing. Well, that's, yeah. yeah we, yeah. we had this big press conference, um, with, with a couple of church, you know, us, the, the, um, St. Pat's Bergen leaders, um, um, Midland, Fremont public, like all of these school and, and community leaders got together in a small room, had all these conversations. Three rivers was there, had all these conversations, went on to say, this is what we're going to do. You know, we're, it was on the news. None of us, even, like there was no consideration for like, should we not be in a big room together? Should we, should we wear masks? It was just like, no, we just, we're, yeah. we just got to shut it down for two weeks and then we'll be fine. Um, yeah. And it was like months later before we like thought maybe, maybe we shouldn't all like cram into a tiny room together. Maybe we should actually try and do these virtually. And like, it just was, yeah, whatever. But going back to that sunset or that sunrise, like still now, whenever we're out there and if I'm up early, like I just watch for that sunrise and go, yep, that's, that takes me back. But that's that reminder that God is in control. Um, that was him speaking that to me. And then I, I just, um, like, that's just, that's a pure sense of peace. Um, because it's not me in control. It's, it's him in control. Um, and just talking about it now, like I, I, I feel it. Um, but to be able to, li- I, I put about seven different things in my list just today of here are times that I can think back to, and they're all different feelings. Um, one was jumping off a cliff at the Ozarks and just sense of thrill and excitement. And like, that was just dying. like, yeah, I, like, I still, like, I remember jumping off the cliff and yelling, Oh my goodness. And then I looked down and I went, I still got a long way to go before I hit the water like that. I can, I can visualize all of that. And, um, but just like, I've never felt <laughs> adrenaline or excitement like that. Me. I was trying to impress a girl. Um, and I got the girl. Failed, so, failed uh, yeah. Um, and so, but like, did, did it work? That, I mean, that wasn't the moment, but it was really fun. It was, I, I don't, I'll never do it again, He's but it sure was really fun. much of a thrill seeker. Mm-hmm. So I just got to encourage you to seek the thrill. You know, I jumped out of a plane. Yeah. And the whole Ooh. time I wasn't going, oh my goodness. I was like, please don't throw up. Please don't throw up. I'm going to throw up on this guy. It's going to go all over his face. I was that was like the only thing I could think of because I was sitting there going, ah, I'm going to throw up everywhere. It's so but like the, just I, I went through about seven and I, then I just sat like so then the next step in this gratitude journey um, is to just five minutes just sit and relive some of those just close your eyes and relive them and then the goal is and phase two is a 30 day joy exercise so f- three times a day first thing in the morning sometime in the middle of the day um, last thing before you go to bed just do that five minute gratitude exercise and they said basically somewhere in there in the midst of that 30 days something will switch in you to the point where now you'll feel weird. It'll be abnormal when your joy meter is low in your life. Um, joy meter. Joy. Yeah, I, they didn't use joy meter, but like um, when your joy levels are low. Um, yes, not feeling joy will feel abnormal to you. I think we've talked about this a long time ago, like the gratitude practices of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. but this, this just was. has we had a brain science behind it. These are different ways, though. Yeah. Of, like we didn't talk about those ways of practicing no. gratitude. All right, so I'm going to go to the center 
political side of this because I have to. We mm-hmm. have to bring it up. Mm-hmm. In in your sermon, you brought up that, oh, this building is a monument to God's greatness. Mm-hmm. I've always had this whole entire notion in my head that we as a Christ- Christians in the nation, whatever, or in the world, build these huge monuments of churches, especially these ones in Europe that are huge and just bazillion dollars for all these different things, maintain all this yeah. other stuff. Is that really a monument to God or is that a monument to us? Our abilities yeah. to build. Is it the Babel? Babel of, is it Tower of Babel all over the world? No, the Tower of Babel was, I mean... I'm just, I mean, yeah. you got to understand one of my questions. Right. No, I. that's a very legitimate question. Um, I, it, How's it being used? That That's, is... is but is it necessary? Um, is it necessary? No. Uh, I mean, you got you got people in Africa worshiping under trees. Um, that's their that's their place of worship. Um, can it be um, prohibiting to worship? Yeah. Um, one, it can be prohibiting from people even wanting to come in because they've been burned by, you know, like it built its physical walls. Um, it also can be prohibiting for Christians to go out into the world because it's kind of like this, you know, we even call it, it's a sanctuary. It's a place that's other, it's separate from from the world. Um, but like the most beautiful temple, you know, the most beautiful building ever built, God commanded, um, you know, Solomon to, to build this and gave him very specific and it was incredibly beautiful. And when the second one was built, that was also awesome. The old people were like, oh, it's not as nice as the last one. Um, and so like there's, I think that God had, wants, I think that was a different purpose then because that, that was built for his home, for his, where you put the tabernacle yeah. and all that. When Jesus came, did that become necessary anymore? Uh, uh, it, it, it didn't, well, the Holy of Holies was not necessary anymore because now we could go directly to Jesus. We didn't need, we don't need a um, a priest to do that for us. Um, but we're still encouraged to gather together. Now, early church model was probably more like they were gathering together in, in houses um, and that probably a lot of what, what would now be called micro churches, um, just people gathering in houses and then going out and, and doing service and things like that. Um, is the church building a necessity for worshiping God. No. Um, Can it be, is it, should it be used in a way that is beneficial to God's kingdom? Yes. And I do I think most churches use it in that way? Yes. Now, um, I wouldn't say that for, I mean, I can't say that for everybody, Um, but there is, I mean, just logistically, there needs to be a place for people to meet. Um, So So in terms of the monument representing, this is a place where we see God at work. The church is a monument in that aspect. God's work is done here. We can meet with him here. Yeah. This is a place where we see his presence. Yeah. And, and it's so a, not that we worship like... We don't worship the building. We don't worship the building. The building itself may not signify some people, anything. Some people do. Some people do. Yeah. But I'm not being, yeah. just being cynical. Yeah. <laughs> but in, if you're... That's how you were meaning monument was this. It's it's a place that... The, the definition that I used for monument is something that um, can be used when someone looks at it and goes, what's that? What's the purpose of that um you can tell of god's deeds because of that like it's a it points you towards what god has done i think churches should be pointing people towards what god has done um but yeah i mean any um you can always outdo you you're, you can go over not outdo. you can go overboard um and say we want the biggest coolest prettiest church
church or the most modern church or uh, we the most stained glass or the biggest organ or the, the brightest flashing lights um, because we want people to see us and how great we are. Well, okay. So one of the probably one of the most famous chapels of that is probably the 16th chapel, correct? I mean, one of the ones that we could think of. Yes. Yeah. And, and you go in, I mean, I've never been there, but you, you know, the mural on the ceiling yeah. is a representation of God. I don't know. You know, I don't know yeah. what he would say. I'm not an art guy. I'm a music guy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the question is, is like, okay, is that extravagant or is that actually, because the art and the inability to do that was given by God. Yeah. And it was a representation of this, whoever painted, who painted that? Michelangelo. 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 Is it? I think so. Well, just the way you said it was, sorry. <laughs> Well, I I'm saying, saying you were saying it funny, but you weren't, and I'm sorry that I laughed. Oh, okay. I just thought, okay, yeah, no, you're fine. Um, yeah. So I mean, so Michelangelo's interpretation of 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 God, and and so I, 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 but sometimes I see some of these huge buildings and go, what a waste of money, yeah. you know. And we could be doing more with that, especially when you sit there and go, well, we we as a church are supposed to be helping the widows and the orphans, and here we are building this building that's like five billion feet tall and it can hold three hundred people, yeah. you know. And you're right. like, okay, yeah. why is this here? Well, the same was true of the temple, though, and how extravagantly they built the temple. But that was ordered. Well, yes, but it was also an act of worship for the people in building it, um, especially this. Yeah, because, I mean, they said, we have more than you've given too much. We have more than we possibly could use to build this. Your gifts are so extravagant. And part of that, I think, was, I mean, there for sure were some wrong intentions with it. But a lot of it was, God has given me so much, and I'm giving this back. And if it is given in worship, then, yeah, maybe it's more extravagant than it needs to be. But if that art is his way of honor, Honoring God and thanking Him for the abilities that He's given Him, and we we also believe that when when we gather together and worship, that 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 is God's house, right? That is God. The even though it's not the temple, it's not the only place that He you know that He resides. Uh, he's everywhere because of Jesus and the Spirit. Um, but that is God's you know that is God's house, and He welcomes us into His house. And so um, it, it's it's the place where where He has promised to meet us. And so um, it's not that because Jesus died in the temple and you know the curtain temple. Temple, the temple curtain was torn into that now there's no need for temples you know there's no need for church buildings um but yeah we don't i think it's the intention is our yeah. intention in making this so fancy so that people will come and say wow you did a good job building this or is our intention we want a bigger space that can hold more people so more people can come and worship god together yeah okay because so i'm i'm kind of lean with you like eh, do we really need yeah, well, all these I, things, I look at trinity but... and i sit there and go okay the way that it's designed it's not really this i mean it's pretty but it's not extra Extravagant, mm. Right. And it's really designed for a school. I mean, you have the whole building. Yeah. The whole building is just designed for that whole entire environment. Yeah. Uh, the sanctuary part of it is not, I mean, it's pretty. It's not it's, gaudy. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. You walk in, it's functional. You can hold people, yeah. you can do stuff, but it's not like, well, you it's know, not, I, I can't see the ceiling because it's so high right. and that's, that's a money. It's not laced in gold or. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, but so, I mean, I could, I, and there's several churches that are, are like that. I'm not saying that all of them are like that because there's small little country churches that are just, just what they are. Mm-hmm. They're building yep. four walls and there's some pews and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe an office. You know? Yeah. And so, but I mean, I'm not just talking about like Nebraska. I'm just talking about churches that you might see online or whatever. And it's just like, wow, that holds 300 people and is the size of Nebraska. You know, it's just like, why is it so big? Yeah. You know? But I, I, yeah. I digress. I, I think, again, yeah, any, 
anything can be used well, anything can be used poorly um, or done poorly. And I, I mean, I, you could build a building that the money would have been better spent elsewhere. Um, or just building a building for the sake of building a building. Yeah. Well, or, or putting the, all the little intricacies in the building that really don't affect people or worship. It's just now we can say we have, you know, we have a, a koi pond baptismal font because um, <laughs> with, with water and koi brought in from Jerusalem, you know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> Um, I don't know, <laughs> but you, you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, I also, there's a lot of times that I, I mean, this is probably the real cynical part of me is like when somebody built it and it's like, well, I gave you the money for that. So therefore I want my name on it. Yeah. And, and like, that's not the point. That's one of the things that I love. <laughs> Those are before me, but we at Trinity, there are the plaques are not there. Uh, and that was just, that was the, from the very beginning, we're not, you know, if this is given for God's work, it is here for God's, you know, for God's kingdom. Yeah. It is not here to commemorate. This, you this individual yeah yeah or whomever right yeah yeah because that that is where i get to a hard time going what is what is this for is this for god or is this for this person so they can put their name on it yeah um you know so anyways i didn't want to go i didn't really want to go down that <laughs> path but it was the one thing in the sermon that stuck out i'm still okay. going mm-hmm. yeah i can see why we have churches i'm not saying they're not necessary right but i'm wondering is us as a christian nation throughout the world are we extravagant mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. a that's a really good question to, and, and something to always keep in mind um i've always thought too we, like we fill these big churches on sundays and some of them just sit empty all yeah. week too so i'm always thinking like which is the can reason we use this well which is space. the reason why i mean as a businessman that is rule mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, but that's why trinity is what it is the fact that right. it is a school as yeah. well it's used yeah it's used it's being used and during the summer it's being used something's yep. going on there we might have education stuff and and yeah there might be times that that you have classes here and there at night yeah. but yeah majority of the time the church is empty and you're like yeah. okay so we spend all this money on a building that is filled 1% of the time and it's being used whereas I could just you know build a room like this yeah. and we, it's like I can, I can work out of here you know because if I'm supposed to be out there in the world go in the world you know yeah. so I just I, I just I gotta bring it up because you know that that is that is probably one of the number one not, not number one <sighs> Number five, top five <laughs> things that if anybody was going to criticize the church for, what would be the use of money and their cathedrals and their their yeah, and not just even outside the like inside the church, yeah, you know, um, supposed to be good stewards of the money, but yeah, that. but but it's it's automatically if I start talking about stewardship and I start oh here he goes again, he wants more money, he like the greed in the church, and and I, I there's legitimate reasons that people hear pastors start to talk about money and and. <laughs> tense and they tense up because there are there are lots out there who have squandered wasted embezzled money um and and that gives a bad name to others who are who you know will use it will use it well um but i you know i've my last at my last congregation um when we um there were lots of we, we would see lots of churches pop up in the area in storefronts and they'd be there for a year and then that pastor would move on and as as i was as I was seeing that, I was asking questions, and that seemed very common that a pastor would come in to that that area, um, promise lots, raise money, and, and then leave town, disappear, and go do that in a different place. Um, and, and so you get you have this community who's on fire, who wants to see God work, and they hear this, and they they get excited, and they give, and then all of a sudden, this guy who promised everything is gone with the money. With the money.
money, um, it, it's there are legitimate reasons to be concerned when when money gets talked about. Now there shouldn't be, but there are. Okay, I don't want to end this podcast on this note. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we were we, we we started off with the 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 idea of of as you defined it, a monument is a place, or as we kind of talked about, a thing like music, or or you were talking about a, a reading or a lesson of biblical biblical passage that you were whatever brings you too closer to God is really what we're talking about or at least reminding you of the greatness of God yes and so I don't want to leave this podcast talking about the church buildings and how right So I, I guess I mean I guess if I mean my my monument is the is music itself the actual mm-hmm. I mean regardless of style or whatever mm-hmm. it's just the fact that it exists yeah to me that is one of the biggest monuments that I can look at and go that is the greatness of that is because God created that yeah. and it was there for us to use so we can worship Him yeah. of course I do that every Sunday with really bad Christian song but <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the other piece of the monument that we we haven't talked about today that I talked about on Sunday is it's not that monument or at least not all of them. Some should just be for me, but monuments in the Old Testament weren't just for Jacob or Joshua or Samuel. They were for the next generation. They were for the world to know of God's goodness. So, you know, and you, you know, talking, speaking of even, yeah, even though they can be cheesy, but like using music as a monument is not only for you, it's a way that you then can, yes. can spread the awesomeness of God to those around you. What is the reason why you can listen to Bach or listen to Mozart and hear those, you know, I mean, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm trying to think of the ethereal music, not just notes and the specific songs, yeah. but just the idea of the music. Emotion. Well, just the idea of music, how that works, just to get down to science, the frequencies and all work and how they all mm-hmm. mesh together and what does this and what the, blows my mind. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's as magical as light to me. It's just like, it's just there, you know, and birds singing and they sing in harmony with each other <laughs> and you're just like, that's amazing and the wind blowing behind you you know and <laughs> yeah it, it that to me is a representation of god and and, and what he created in the world yeah. the mountain you 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 look at the mountain mm-hmm. does your strength come from mountain no <laughs> strength comes from god i'm sorry that's a, but i mean you look at the mountain as that monument so yeah. thanks, for, thanks for picking up the ball <laughs> well, yes he was he was, was tossing it to you though, like having the physical reminder for me is a chance for me to tell other people like hey what is that well let me tell you about my time in the tell, you story, yeah. tell you a story tell you my time with God and how God created the mountains and God was with me in the mountains <laughs> and mountains are great so it's a chance to tell it to you like for somebody yes. somebody to see it to ask a question and there's an opportunity to tell about God in that so that's why I like a physical monument but sometimes it is the song like oh I love this song because yeah. and to take the opportunity to tell why this is meaningful to you yeah, and, and, and it sounds like to me when you told your story I, what I heard from that and you can tell me if I'm wrong is that it's actually like the discussion the deep discussion of God's word was your what you're getting into at that point yeah theology. yeah but it's but it's what what's awesome about and that's what going back to this book that i'm really just trying to wrap my head around um stacy you can look at that paul you can just hear music or whatever I, I can i can just see a sunrise and that encompasses everything right that encompasses like for me that sunrise encompasses all of god's control in, in creation um even when it looks like everything's in pure chaos uh one of the other things i love to do um, um, and, and this this is one of the other, one of my other peace moments is um, if if you look you know when you're in a boat if you look behind yeah with this. <laughs> 
and you look behind you um there's there's this wake that that the boat makes but like right in the middle of it at the back like it it comes together um at a, at a v and right behind that is like the calmest water that's where you take kids on the tube that's where you take kids on the tube <laughs> But like to me, I just see God's. Uh, what, what's the, the creaking? Yeah, it's a boat. Oh, okay. But the God's calm in the midst. Boat. I'm used to the sound of the motor. Like if I if I follow the path that God leads, that's where I find the calm in the midst of chaos. So when I'm sitting in a boat and I just look back behind me and I see that 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 one picture in my head encompasses all of that, and not because I have to think through it, but because I can feel it. Um, that that's the beauty of these little monuments, whether it's what a, whether it's a physical object or not. Um, we can we can feel a whole a whole sensation. We can feel a whole weekend. Um, we can feel a lifetime of music. We can feel it all in this one sensation, uh, or in this one object, uh, or this one note, or this one visual, and and automatically be transported back to that, or automatically be reminded of God's goodness, or His love, or His peace or his exhilaration, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, that's why I think the monuments, again, wh- whether they're physical or not, um, you have to figure out what, what is most important for you, but also what's best for those around you. But those monuments share a whole lot more than just, ooh, a pretty rock. I don't know if there are people who are thinking like, I don't know if I have any of those. Like, I don't know if I have any monuments. I think that's what everyone's going to say initially. Well, and I shouldn't say everyone. It took me a while um, to, to come up with a list, but now like, as I've been sitting on it longer and longer i'm like oh i need to add that one to this or oh i need to add that one to this and it's it, it's amazing how quickly that list can grow um because you're not you, you don't it doesn't need to be that mountaintop experience um where's that normal day where you just felt incredible peace or sheer joy happiness is what i should sheer happiness yeah, but there's, there's times in the day you, you i mean driving especially coming back from workout in the early in the morning sometimes there is the sunrise and the way that it's yeah and, and especially during the fall when you have the corn stalks and a certain height. I don't know, man. There's there is beauty yeah. that just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're just driving going, I better either pull over or not pay attention to this because I'm going to crash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But because it's it's amazing. And, and and those kind of, you know, because you could be on a mountain, you could be in a field of, of corn, you could be on You'd be ocean. sitting at work. You could be sitting at, well, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I feel God's presence in this tax return right now. <laughs> But even even though they're, you're still surrounded by people. Um, Am sometimes, I? Um, there's still ways that God can speak in the midst of even in the midst of tax season. Um, I think if we can live expecting God to show up too makes a difference. Like you know what? I'm going about my day. I know that God is here with me. Even praying, God show me, show me yourself in some way today. Maybe it's somebody drops in with chocolate or something while you're at work. You're like, oh, that was a nice. <sighs> That for me, that would be a nice unexpected, like, oh yeah, God motivated them to give me yeah. Give me chocolate. <laughs> so for all of you out there. Day. Chocolate. Just well, there there chocolate. you go. Another, another <laughs> gift. Yeah. I don't need more chocolate. But, but just, when you're looking for God, you see him. And when you think back over your life and say, when has God been with me? He will yeah. remind you of those times. So as you, and like I said earlier, as you build your gratitude, like gratitude leads to joy. Um, because even when, because then you're more likely even to be able to see gratitude and have joy in the midst of the really, really, really tough parts because you're able to go back to those and remember, oh yeah, God is in control. Oh yeah, God 
does love me. Oh yeah, God does care for me. Um, I'm not. I might not feel it right now, but I know it because I've seen it. Um, and so yeah. Uh, I, I'm also not telling you to be a hoarder. Like, don't be like, oh, I had a great meal. Um, I need to take home 40 napkins from um, <laughs> from this. Yeah, or matchbook. You know, whatever. That's what um, people used to collect. Yeah. Um, but like, so you don't need to keep a physical object from everything that you've ever done. Um, <laughs> as a reminder. Uh, but but they can't. You know, so, some of the bigger ones to have those, or just keep a like. I'm making a list on my phone. But there are people who keep journals. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep a journal. Keep maybe photographs or something if there's some meaningful places. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, all those things are kind of reminders of those things. Yep. But, I mean, I know I'm not much of a journaler, nope. but you know, I can imagine that that would be mm-hmm. something, especially if you look back and see it, the progression of God's mm-hmm. influence in your life. Stacy's yeah. got a, a journal that's mm-hmm. like a five-year journal, but you just go back to January one every year, and so like in you've done it for a year and a half now. So in in three and a half years, she'll be able to see. Well, on on June 14th, the last five years, here's what June 14th looked like. Um, huh. and so to be able to go back. Oh, so you always and go it's back. Only like, yeah. So it's one page is June 14th, and it has five sections, one for each year. You just don't write. So there are like four or five lines. So I, yeah. I, I mean, I want to journal more. This was a good way for me to get started because it's, it's four or short. five lines. It's short. I'm not sitting down and writing out this huge long pages of what we did today and what I learned. It's like the highlights. So now I can go back. Like one of our activities this last weekend was what, like, tell us your journey from the last year. So this was a starting point for me to go back and see. Here's what we did day to day, but here were the big things too. So, yeah. and it was interesting now that I have another year to see, oh, that's what we were doing last year. And now I can see like God's hand in these. Some days it was just like, oh, we played outside. But there were days where God really used that. And I didn't know at that point, but now a year later, I can see God at work in that. So. You know, I have a, um, in my little notes in my phone, I have a, what I, I right here, a prayer list. It's just, you know, months and months and months and months of, mm-hmm. and I have a little checkbox that I can't see it, but here, prayer. Yeah. Uh, but you, I can go back yeah. and I can mm-hmm. see, oh, well, I can see how God right. answered that. Yeah. Answered that or, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, I just, it's just months and months, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things because, because it's never ending on this, on this notepad thing. I can just yeah. keep on adding mm-hmm. and go back, but it's the same concept. Yeah. You be able to go back and say, oh man, a year ago yeah. I was praying for this. And of course I don't have specifics. I just have a name. I just might have a, right. And so I can go, oh yeah, I remember that. And that's just, I remember how God, how that resolved right. or it hasn't resolved yet. I should go, I should put that person back on or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's the same. to have a record. Yeah. Well, it's just the same concept mm-hmm. of, of, of this journal. Yeah. I wish I had journaled. Well, that, that's why I started this. Like it's, it's less intimidating, but it's still yeah. is a record of what happened and what God is doing and who yeah. I am at this moment and who our family is. And You know, one of the things that I, I was just thinking of um, as a musician, if you're a musician, you ever played in a band and you ever just jammed. Um, there are times that like everything just kind of comes together mm-hmm. and it's just like, I would call this yeah. an otherworldly <laughs> kind of, you're just like, whoa, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And everything's gelling and so, you know, it's those type of moments are very far and few because you jam a lot, but when you're really kind of in the, I can call it in the zone or in yeah. the groove or whatever, in the pocket. Um, and it, it is something else. And to go, to be able to experience that, because that is not something I can go back to. I don't have a recording of it. I don't right. have a, but the, do you have a, have that. But you have a feeling of it. A feeling of it. Yeah. But again, I've already expressed why I feel like, um, you know, for God, you it's music. God, yeah. yeah. Music is, in, I mean, God is in music, all music. Yep. I mean, there are sometimes that people pervert the music, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
stilts. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yep. yep. You know so, what I mean? Yep. So, man, it is uh, late. It's we talked a lot. We did. We a lot. All right, Stace, since, you're, you, since you've made space, um, would you close us pray. prayer? Sure. God, we thank you for this time together to talk about who you are, how you work so intricately in our lives and so intimately in ways that are meaningful to us, Lord. We thank you for the ways that you show up, that you remind us of your presence, of your goodness, that we are yours and you're taking care of us, Lord. Please help us to open our eyes to see you at work every day, to remind us of the ways you've been faithful in working in our lives in the past. Lord, may, may, may we rest in you, knowing that you are holding us, that you're taking care of us, and that we are your beloved children, Lord. And that is our purpose life, Lord, to know who you are, to proclaim to others who you are. Um, help us to rest in your presence and to remember that you take care of us always. Amen. 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 All right. Go are, team. We, are we good? Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, contemplate. Con- contemplate. 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 I can't say it. <laughs> Con- Here, I'll start the sentence. <laughs> Contemplate. Yeah. Uh, um, your monumental, I mean, things that are that are yeah. monumental. Um, yeah. Just remember, look for those spaces of gratitude, yeah. th- those places where God has, has done good in your life. <laughs> yeah, words are hard. All right, yeah. bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to one 353 5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.